a fun-loving American bulldog pup, a hilarious Himalayan cat, and a wise old golden retriever embark on a long trek through the rugged wilderness of the Sierra Nevada mountains in a quest to reach home and their beloved owners. This is Ryan. And this is Ashley. And this is Ruining, Ruining our, our Childhood. A nostalgic weekly podcast where a married couple rewatches and reviews our favorite 90s and 2000s movies to decide if they hold up to our adult standards. That is what this podcast is. And hi, I'm Ashley. And I'm Ryan. And how's it going? Welcome back. How are you? I hope everyone's doing well. I hope so. I hope everybody's staying safe. Mm-hmm. And, you know whatever wear your masks when you're out in public (laughs) you're such a stickler about that i don't know if people don't know this me and ashley live in arizona yes and we have seen a massive spike in covid cases yeah so i know a lot of states have had some decreases we're not one of those yeah so yeah wear your masks when you're out in public protect yourself and others yeah be socially responsible yeah and, you know, just be good to people. Exactly. I just, I don't know. I'm exhausted. Uh, as am I. So I'm excited to watch this movie because it will just be like a like a wholesome... Just Uplifter. Uplifting movie. That, that hopefully holds up. <laughs> yes. Hopefully it doesn't have some sort of secret racism in it or you never know. That would be sad. Ugh. You never know. That's true. You, you this just... movie was made by Walt Disney. <laughs> Walt Disney Pictures, not Walt Disney himself, but some of their movies, uh, some racial undertones. You think? Yeah. Song of the South. Dumbo. Yes. There's probably way more if we really wanted to get into it. Yeah. So, yeah, this week, in case you didn't know, we're watching Homeward Bound, An Incredible Journey. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was a recent winner, and by recent this week... Uh, winner of our poll very very close though i was very proud that beethoven made a real comeback yeah through instagram because it was very far behind on the other platforms i feel like on facebook it was it was only losing by a couple votes but on twitter there was a large margin of uh homeward bound yeah pickers but over on instagram and you said you go i think it's gonna be close and i got my hopes up because as you know, all the movies, not that I picked Beethoven, but I did make it known that this was going to be the movie I voted for. Yeah. So I was very hopeful that it was It was. Did like you say my... you didn't make it known? No, I said I did make it known. Okay, because I was like, uh, I have a recording of no, you saying. I made it known that I was backing this movie and I was very excited when you said it was going to be close that maybe Team Rai Rai was going to get a win. <laughs> and guess what? We did not. <laughs> I'm sorry. Team Rai Rai lost again. Oh. Sad. It's okay. One of these days. But we appreciate everybody who went to the different social media platforms and voted for us. And also, uh, while you're on your social media and on your phone, go over and check out ruiningourchildhood.com. If you haven't already joined the Ruiners Club, you can do that and check out our two bonus-odes. Yes. We have just put up the Goonies uh, as of a couple weeks ago, and prior to that, we did Shaun of the Dead. Yes. So definitely 
get over there. And we're planning we? to record another one probably next week. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, what, what are we really doing on the weekends? Living our best quarantine life. <laughs> Did you forget that word? Yeah, I kind of forgot it. Um, <laughs> um, what was your earliest memory of Homeward Bound? I never saw this in theaters, and we didn't own it, which is surprising because my mom loves all things Disney. And dogs. And dogs. But I realize this movie came out, I was seven. I hadn't even turned eight when it came out. Sure. So I was a little seven-year-old. So all the movies that I was seeing were essentially picked by my parents. Right. So I'm blown away that this wasn't a Ryan's mom choice. Right. You know? That is weird. So we didn't see it. And I say we, I lobbed my brothers into this. I know we watched it at school on like a movie day where everybody would take their chair down to the cafeteria and you would just line up your little crappy wooden chairs and we watched it in there. You guys, did you guys have movie days for a specific reason or was it just like the teachers don't want to teach today? I think it was kind of um, like a way to end each quarter of the school year. Oh, okay. So That's, we kind of did a similar thing yeah, in my school. And I know that it wasn't a every quarter you were doing a movie thing. It was you would switch it up. Like at the end of the year, you would do a field day where you just basically go outside and play different games that mm-hmm. were very well organized. But, like, I think this was probably maybe the winter thing because Cleveland yeah. was not very nice to be going outside in December. We did it in December, uh, usually the last day before Christmas break. Mm-hmm. And our school, in high school especially, I think it was separate from the junior high, but they might have did the same thing. So each classroom had a movie playing and you got to vote for the one you wanted to watch. I think, like, seniors got the priority and it went down from there Mm -hmm. so then you could just at the end of the day or like you know enough time for the movie that you go to that classroom where you chose the movie where you wanted to see i'm not explaining this very well no (laughs) no you you are because i'm going that's awesome yeah because we would a lot of times especially when i was in high school you would vote on a movie but it was one movie yeah and the fact that Rather than you're kind of just stuck, like, no, I wanted to watch this, and there's X amount of seats maybe in this classroom where you could go. That's awesome. Yeah. I wish they like, had I done remember, it that way. I think I was a freshman. We They had Pirates of the Caribbean, and so me and all my, my friends voted for that one so we could watch it. But yeah, it was just all of the different classes together, whatever movie they wanted to watch. Oh, that's awesome. In separate classrooms. We did, like, I, I will say, I went to a very small school, and we didn't have a lot of electives and stuff, but I think we did some, like, cool things, like... I know I told you uh, the change of pace day that we'd have where they would bring in a bunch of uh, people to teach classes that Mm -hmm. weren't like real classes. And we did a similar thing where we had to vote which we got like a pamphlet and Mm -hmm. it would tell us which classes we could try to get. Uh And it would be like karate. Uh, There's a Mary Kay class. Yeah. And a pampered chef class. So there's some pyramid scheme (laughs) classes. But there was also like um tie-dye class and you would and you'd get to pick like four classes and again the freshman kind of got hosed but by the time you were senior it was pretty sweet because you could literally there was like a they went to the miniature golf but that took up two classes but that's still awesome seeing we did that in ohio Mm -hmm. that was more of like a career day so like people would come in and talk to you kind of about careers where that's more fun, what you yeah. described. There was a couple classes that were like duds. Yeah. And then there was ones that were 
like really hard to get into. But we did nothing like that out yeah. here. And also, I'd like to point out, you mentioned one of the movies you guys got to watch was Pirates of the Caribbean. We could only watch G-rated movies. Oh. Because anything other than G required a permission slip. I'm they, not they might We might have had to have one signed, but yeah. I think they were like, it's Disney, it's yeah. fine. <laughs> They have never done anything questionable. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, back to this movie. I just remember, I don't think I saw it in theaters or anything. I just know I had it on VHS and I had the sequel and this one mm-hmm. on VHS and I'd watch it regularly. It was kind of a a comfort blanket. Yeah. <laughs> security blanket. That was, was it two episodes ago. I couldn't say security blanket <laughs> for me. It's just one I'd be like, I just want to feel good. So I'd put it on. But um, we kind of skipped over the facts, huh? What year was this movie made? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and get us down memory road. This movie came out on February 3rd of 1993. Would you say it's a classic? I didn't say that. Oh, my Lord. We're just all out of sorts. (laughs) It does not have what the budget was, but it did make $41.8 million. Interesting. I'd imagine it was pretty successful. Uh, Popular TV shows from... 1993 uh coach frazier and murphy brown the number one song the week the movie came out was whitney houston i will always love you which i know we talked about maybe two weeks ago right um a couple other popular songs were janet jackson that's the way loves love goes and mariah carey dream lover yeah so it's a good year for amazing divas yeah and some of the popular movies were the firm Sleepless in Seattle and Mrs. Doubtfire. Good movies. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Mrs. Doubtfire was definitely a, a VHS that I'd rewatch a lot. Yes. I remember seeing it in theater twice and also watching it on a VHS a bunch. Yeah. I think as a kid, it's funny that you can easily rewatch stuff like over and over again mm-hmm. and never really get bored. But as an adult, like, there's certain movies that I can do that with, but other ones I'm just like, okay, I'm over it. I've seen this before. Let's yeah, let's get through it. I but. do think back to our nephew was probably maybe five mm-hmm. and him watching Frozen on repeat like uh, like five times in a row. Yeah. He could just sit there and watch it. That's that's why my brother hates that movie. I don't, I don't blame him. Yeah. <laughs> I love that movie, but it's because we don't have children, I'm yeah. pretty sure. We, yeah. We didn't listen to the soundtrack endlessly in the car like uh, a lot of parents had to do. Speak for yourself, right? <laughs> we did like the sequel soundtrack. Oh, yeah. I still love the original soundtrack, too. But So do you think this movie is going to hold up? I really do. The From what I can remember, like it was a really cute, tugged-at-my-heartstrings movie, even at eight or nine years old when i saw it for the first time the more i think about it blown away that my parents didn't take me to go see this but i realized i think my mom has something against talking animals because she didn't take me to go see babe that was a really successful movie i feel like in the early 90s they were really into because you didn't didn't even know what milo and otis was nope i remember because i was like that was one of my favorite movies when i was little Mm mm-hmm and I had to show you a shitty trailer on youtube that was all like (laughs) pixelated it's terrible (sighs) i don't know why I don't know. My mom loves dogs. Yeah. She FaceTimes with our dogs. Yeah, she does, guys. <laughs> She's very angry if we don't show them right away when yeah. we're on Zoom calls and exactly. stuff. Exactly. 
I don't know, man. What You're do you going to have to ask her. I, I'm going to. What do you think, though? I think it will, too, because I think this will be maybe our first child film, like the closest thing to maybe animated. Mm-hmm. I said animated weird. The closest thing to animation that we've done for the podcast. Mm-hmm. So I think that it will because the main characters are three cute pets and they're going to make funny jokes. They're voiced by famous people. And I, I, but I think just the whole thing will hopefully stay uh, pretty relevant. Yeah. I'm very, I think, extremely looking forward to it. After last week's movie, it will be a nice palate cleanser. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you haven't listened to that episode, you, you should listen to it. Spoiler alert. It's not a good movie. Yeah, I mean, this is called Ruining Our Childhood. Yeah. And I will say overall, the past year that we've been doing this podcast, there's been a, only a couple where I'm like, it completely ruined how yeah. I thought of that movie. Mm-hmm. And that one was definitely it. Biodome. Um. So, yeah, we both think it's going to hold up. Mm-hmm. Um. Did you want to talk about anything else? Maybe uh, don't forget to subscribe if you haven't subscribed whatever app you're listening to please subscribe it helps us out with our analytics Mm -hmm. i I don't even know words (laughs) it makes us know that people are actually listening Mm -hmm. and if you can throw us a review i don't know why we say throw throw us a review toss it to us yeah toss it to us even if you want to say i don't know why i continue to listen to these two they're really dumb (laughs) That's cool. That's so mean. Also, tell your friends. Or tell an enemy. Them too. And an enemy. And an enemy. Um, when you're on a Zoom call with your friends because you haven't seen them in a while because of COVID, tell them about the good podcast you're listening to. Yeah. Yeah. What are they doing? Yeah. With their life. <laughs> you're so mean. I know. Also, just for anybody that does want to watch this movie again... It is on Disney Plus, yes. allegedly. Yeah. No, no, it is this time. And it's also on DirecTV On Demand. So, yeah. Very nice. It's, it's in places. Yeah. And you can rent it and buy it from everywhere else. Yeah. Because it's 2020, and if you can't access the movie, I start to wonder why. Who's blocking this movie? Who doesn't Harvey want this Weinstein. movie? Harvey Weinstein. Blocking dogma. Yeah, that's true. Well, I don't know if he's necessarily blocking it well, or if nobody's like, I don't want to pay you money yeah. to. Yeah, we don't want to fund you anymore. Yeah. You're a terrible um, person. We'll be right back to talk about Homeward Bound. We're going to hit the pause. pause. <laughs> Who are we? I don't know. Is this a new podcast? It's a new one. Okay. Okay. And we're back. We just finished watching Homeward Bound. And now we're going to go ahead and break it down with our categories. Like we always do. Whoa. That was sassy. Very sultry. (laughs) And we're going to go ahead and kick it off with our first category. Well, hello there. Well, hello there. Before we talk about any cameos of famous or recognizable actors or actresses that we forgot were in the movie. And there was not a lot. (laughs) I mean, can you expect a lot out of a movie that is literally just two dogs and a cat i forgot to write down the dad though did you write him i did okay cool yes uh who was your first one mine was uh we can go over the voices Mm -hmm. of the main characters 
the first one is Chance, who is the uh, bulldog. American bulldog. Yeah. American bulldog. He is voiced by Michael J. Fox. Mm-hmm. He is in one of your absolute favorite movies. Correct. And uh, he was uh, on Family Ties when I was a kid. Life with Mikey. Life with Mikey. I was joking. That was your that was my favorite. <laughs> absolute favorite. Back to the Future, of course. Yes. But I did like pretty much any movie with him in it, yeah. whether it was good or not. No, I totally agree. He, low-key, when I was a kid, would have been my favorite For actors, sure. For mm-hmm. sure. Loved him on Family Ties. I like Spin City. Yes. And I didn't really watch Family Ties, but I, I definitely watched Spin City. Mm-hmm. And I've seen all of the movies that he made between Back to the Future and like the mid-90s. Yeah. He's just a really inspiring guy too so yes yeah um the first one for me was sassy who is the cat and she is voiced by sally fields yes and sally fields we mentioned one of her movies earlier are you saying field or fields i keep saying fields and it's sally field yeah it's just one field one field (laughs) Thank you for pointing that out. I just thought maybe I was hearing it wrong. Like maybe because you were saying sassy. So I'm like Sally Fields, but you were saying as. So that didn't make sense. Yes. Sorry. Sally Field has won multiple awards in her time. She's won uh, Emmy Awards, Golden Globes, Academy Awards. The big thing that I remember her from is Forrest Gump and Mrs. Doubtfire. Yes. Yeah. Those... Are two movies that I watched a lot as a child. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) There's not much else to say about her. She's been in a bunch of things. She's famous. And she's crazy famous. Yeah. Uh, Who was your next one? Uh, Jean Smart plays Kate, who Mm -hmm. is the family friend who takes the dogs in and the cat. And she's been in so many things. Mm -hmm. But the things I remember her from is Garden State, where I think she plays Zach Braff's mom if I remember correctly. I haven't Mm. seen that movie in a long time. We put it up uh, for a poll like a year ago and it lost. We're going to have to put it up again. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Maybe do some like hipster type poll. I feel like you were a hipster if you had the Garden State soundtrack. Oh, it was huge with our age range. And I'm making fun of myself because I literally put that soundtrack nonstop on when it first came out. For sure. Anyway. In 24, she's in 24, and, and just so many other things. She was on Designing Women. She was yes. one of the mm-hmm, main mm-hmm. women with Delta Burke. Very true. Yeah. Uh, who is your next one? My next one was the voice of Shadow. Yes. Who is the adorable golden retriever. I just wanted to squeeze his face. Uh, he was voiced by Don Amenchi. Yes. And he was in Trading Places with Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd. And he also won a Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor for the movie Cocoon. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I did see that he passed away shortly after this movie premiered. So mm-hmm. he his voice isn't obviously used in the second one. Yeah. Very sad. Yeah. Um, my next one was Mark L. Taylor mm-hmm. as Officer Kirkwood. And he looked very familiar like from something we watched recently and he's from honey i shrunk the kids nice yeah so i was excited about that yeah very cool but he plays one of the sheriffs that finds the dogs after they save a little girl Mm -hmm. spoiler alert (laughs) and then they take them to the pound and stuff happens 
bad stuff. Mm-hmm. My next one was, you actually mentioned earlier to see if I had who he was. Uh, he plays Bob, who is the dad in the movie. Yes. And Bob is played by Robert Hayes. All right, I kept looking going, this guy looks so familiar. What do I know him from? He's Ted Stryker from Airplane. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay, he's even on the slot machine. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> we're, we're nerds. Yeah. Yeah, the old airplane slot machine. Mm-hmm. You sound like gambling addicts. <laughs> we don't watch slot videos in our spare time on YouTube. That's no. not something we do. No. Even though it sounds really specific. <laughs> And we're denying it. <laughs> like, people were assuming, oh, they're talking about slot machines. They probably watch slot machine videos. <laughs> no, we don't. It's very relaxing. Yes. Yeah. Did you have anybody else? The actress that played Hope, she actually is a pitcher, mm-hmm. like a current pitcher. Mm-hmm. So she was probably in something. Forever Young, mm. American Pie as vocal jazz girl. Okay. And she's been in stuff, but hasn't acted since 2010, so. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Like we said, not a lot. Obviously, three of the people we named were voices in this movie. Yes. Do you want to move on to our next category? Sure. Our next category is called, kids would call it a throwback. We call it the prime of our teens, where we talk about fashion, because, you know, in a movie that's based on... Solely around three animals. There's tons of fashion and offensive jokes and dated references. What did you have for fashion? Uh, For fashion, I will say at the beginning of the movie, there's a wedding scene going on. Yes. And the clothes that are worn at the wedding are atrocious. So much like floral dresses. Yes. The two old ladies, I think one of them might be the kid's mom's mom so their Mm -hmm. grandma i could have said that better she's talking to an old lady who's wearing like a huge church hat and she's Mm -hmm. such a bitch yeah uh but yeah i mean yeah the pastel floral patterns mm -hmm. were running rampant yeah and i guess kate she's has a farm and she's like a rancher so she wears some like leathery jackets and stuff but they didn't look so dated no not at all Uh uh-uh Did you have anything else? The only other thing was at the very beginning of the movie, Chance is in an attic going through like clothes and just causing mayhem because that's what Chance does. But they like the camera just pans past an old suitcase and it was like had a floral pattern and it was a fabric-y suitcase. Mm -hmm. Kind of looked like a Mary Poppins bag or something. Yes. That'd be a good way to describe it. Yeah. And it was hideous. It was for sure. But I do remember around this time period, that was very popular. Popular, Yeah. Because I was a little jealous when we had gone on vacation. We had like these hard plastic Samsonite ones that were super dated now. But at the time, they were a little dated, but they're still nice. But I I was like, man, I wish we had those cool fabric ones. (laughs) You know, there was a time where everybody had like black suitcases. Yes, it was not that long ago. No. I think a lot of people still do, but now the hard plastic ones are back in fashion and people get different color ones and stuff like that. So it's, yeah, it's not just black fabric suitcases. But I get it because when you're traveling, they get so dirty and gross that black, they they look better, you know? Anyway, that was Suitcase Talk with Ryan and Ashley. Ding! (laughs) 
What about offensive jokes or dated references? I didn't have anything on the offensive jokes side of things, but on the dated references, their car, the Jeep that they drive, has wood paneling on it. Oh, yeah, it yeah. did. And that was super in fashion for the time. But now nobody's driving wood paneling on their car. That's very true. Yeah. So 90s. Mm-hmm. So I just had, I, I mean, they try to really make it seem like Shadow is a very old man because he is an older pup. Uh, but he said Boulder Dash at one point. He's like, Boulder Dash. And I'm like, I've never heard somebody use that. Ever. Ever. Unless but they're it, saying... I'd like to play the game, Boulder Dash. So, I loved it. Yeah. It was old man talk. It was pretty sweet. The only other one that I had was, um, there's this real brief scene where Peter's in his classroom. Uh-huh. And the classroom looks incredibly dated. And they had the alphabet border up by the ceiling. Yes. And I say it looks dated, but that was my classroom For growing sure. up. So, I was like, oh memories <laughs> memories yeah. chalkboards do <sighs> people have chalkboards anymore i don't think so i think they've all gone the dry erase like, boards yeah uh, yeah one of the dated references that i guess it's not so much a dated it's like a pulp culture reference is uh chance and shadow are being chased by a mountain lion mm-hmm. and they're kind of making jokes like we're running away from a cat and then Sha- uh, chance says Arnold Schwarzenegger kitty or Arnold Schwarzenegger kitty. So, and I think he makes another Terminator reference, but I can't remember. I heard him say hasta la vista a couple okay, times, yeah. which I associate with Terminator. Yeah. But also, isn't it just Spanish? Yes. Yeah. It's, and, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But they didn't go like hasta la vista, baby, yeah. or anything like that. But yeah, when I heard the line, that's where my mind went. Yeah. It means see you later. Oh. I don't speak Spanish. I apologize. Well, I speak very poor Spanish, so. (laughs) Did you have anything else? I did not. Mm -mm. I think, obviously, this is a kid's movie, and like I said earlier, I didn't think we would run into having, like, offensive jokes or dated references because it's a kid's movie. Yeah. But I did notice, if I want to get a little picky, that Sassy had some weight issues. Yes. And not so much weight issues, but she was obsessed with her weight. And then she, like, body shamed the dog pound guy. <laughs> that that was actually where I, I guess we can just kind of mention it. Uh, that was my cringiest moment. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. She, she was afraid to eat a shrimp because she felt like she had an extra four ounces since yeah. Christmas. And then also they give her milk. And yeah. she was like, this isn't low fat. She's very conceited, and I think they were trying to push across that, like, cats are very snooty, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. she called the dog catcher, like, Tubbo and Thunderbutt at one point when he was chasing her. Yeah. And I was like, body shame. <laughs> Do you think that's what goes through animals' minds when they're getting chased by, like, the dog pound? They're just, they're like, just like, hurling like, insults at them? Like, Come on, fatty. <laughs> Chase me. I mean, maybe. I can only hope Quinn and Rupert have an inner monologue or, you know, an inner voice Mm -hmm. that sounds like Michael J. Fox and Shadow. That would be adorable. Yeah. Quinn would need a a girl voice. She a little girl. Why? It's 2020, Ryan. She can have a man voice. A (laughs) man. One voice. (laughs) One voice. 
No, she's totally sassy. Yeah. We, we already established it. Yes. Oh, she is totally sassy. Because we've always said she's has a cat mentality sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, she doesn't care about us that much. No. We are only there to give her rubs. Yes. She always would sit on the back of the couch and stare out the window like she was guarding us. Mm-hmm. Like a cat. Yes. Whereas Rupert, our producer, yes. is a much more, like, he he adores us. Yes. He goes to work with me every day. That's very true. He is a sweetheart. He's he's a good boy. He's a good he's boy. A, he's a very good boy. A very good boy. <laughs> Do you want to move on? Yes. Uh, our next category, we're going to go ahead and print up some lost pet flyers, but we got to ri- rip off those little... What are those things that were on the side of a printer where it was like... Like the old school printers with the... Where it was a one long ream of paper. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. When I first started at the police department as a dispatcher, which was, keep in mind, folks, 2006. It was a long time ago, but not that long ago. Right. Our printer was like that. Not surprising. (laughs) I'm surprised they don't still have that. That is and true. And actively using it. Yes. Poor, poor printer, folks. But yeah, I laughed when he was printing it up. Also, the computer he was using, it had like a black and white screen. Yeah. Oh. That was the only thing I had, really, because, again, this is centering on dogs and a cat mm-hmm. in the wilderness, so there's not a lot of technology no. to be had. The only other thing was... Right when the family drops the pets off at Kate's ranch, they call her and she puts the telephone receiver up to Shadow's ear. Yeah. So Peter could talk to him. Uh Uh-huh. And I just thought about like, I mean, we mentioned earlier that my mom FaceTimes with Rupert. Yes. But Rupert looks very intrigued by it. That's true. He's very into staring at the screen and he's like eye contact shadow was like why is she doing this why yeah, is she i, I never this? understand why they do this <laughs> so uh, disinterested i think with like facetime i don't know if rupert sees your mom but he hears her voice mm-hmm. and i think that's he gets excited about that yeah yeah that's all i had for this category was the printer yeah which was amazing it was do you want to move on yes we shall The next category is called, Is It Even Good?, where we talk about the plot and plot holes, and we decide what is funny and what's not. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. What did you think of the plot? For me, not believable. I, okay. We kind of went back and forth as we were not very clear on why the family was taking the pets to the ranch and going to San Francisco. We right. thought... They were moving there, but then at the uh, end of the movie, they're back at their original home. Right. And we, so like on IMBD, it says, and one of the synopsis is, it says that the family is going on a vacation. Mm -hmm. But after they drop the dogs off, they're like, can we visit the dogs next week? And they're like, we can't make it next week. We'll do it in two weeks. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, did you just leave these dogs here? Yes. But then you read on Wikipedia that it sounds like the dad got like a temporary position at a college and so they were moving there temporarily Mm -hmm. which then why doesn't he just move there that was my thing 
Like, why would you move your whole family, make them go to school in a different school, and then leave your poor little pups? There is no situation where me and you would move if we couldn't bring Rupert and Quinn with us. That is correct. But, and also, like, if you, it was just a temporary position. Yeah, why are you uprooting your kids? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It would make more sense that he go do his little thing and come home on the weekends. Right. Do his little thing. Yeah. Work. Work. <laughs> because also, they're going to go drive back to the ranch to see the animals yeah. every weekend probably. I'm like, no, just you go. Yeah. Get up out of here. I, I don't get it. I will say I have read stories and seen like Facebook stories about people that have lost their pet and moved away and the pet finds them. Yes. So that part you believe. You just don't believe that the family would be uproot and leave their dogs. Exactly. I believe an animal would navigate the Sierra Nevadas, (laughs) dodge bears, mountain lions, porcupines, raccoons. Skunks. Yeah. Navigate a river. Believable. Right. Leaving your animal to go to San Francisco? Not believable. Find a child who is missing. Yes. Take care of that child and then alert the parents Correct. in the search party. All believable. I mean, it it is all believable to me because dogs are amazing. We can agree on that for and sure. And cat. For Th- sure. This cat is amazing. The cat was We're not cat so. people. I'm sorry, guys. If you're so. a cat person, I love pets. No. And I had a cat growing up, but I'm more, way more of a dog person. I'm highly allergic to cats. That's also true. But every cat I've ever known that my friends have had, been adorable sweetheart. They're good, but I I need to be unconditionally loved, and I need the attention mm-hmm. <laughs> the dogs give. <laughs> <sighs> Did you have any plot holes? Honestly, just why the dogs were dropped off at the ranch and why the family went to San Francisco all together. Yeah, I, that was very confusing. Yeah, it's a little fuzzy, if yeah. you will. But you know it. Move the plot along, so. Oh, show. Uh, what was your funniest liner moment? My f- a favorite was sassy when they get to the river and the chance and shadow cross the river and they're trying to get her to cross the river. And she's running along. She's like, I don't have to swim. I have a note. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely one of my favorite. I was like, ah, uh, classic. I like to... Definitely when Shadow, when he had the phone up to his ear, that was like one of the funnier lines. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I liked anything that Chance said, but at the beginning he was like, I believe you're stupid to Sassy. <laughs> she goes, I'll prove it. And then he says, no, you don't have to. I believe you're stupid. stupid yeah. <laughs> uh, he was delightful. He was so mean to her at first. Mm. Um, I I do think like the the concept that he is this jaded dog because mm-hmm. he has been in the system if you will of uh being in animal control and he's had owners disappoint him so yes. he doesn't fully want to trust his family mm-hmm. and his his owner who is the littlest kid jamie yeah and shadows like the complete opposite he's very faithful he's a very good boy mm-hmm. and he's in love with peter like he's his best friend and he's his guardian yes you know Mm -hmm. and and sassy loves hope yes so i I get that as a dog maybe you don't have trust issues i mean we adopted rupert and he was not not easy at first no and and that was something 
we want to hear your guys' stories about your pets. We adopted both of our dogs. Yes. And Quinn was given up because the family had to move. Yeah. So not plot hole, Ryan. Exactly. So <laughs> that's how Quinn came into our life. And she loved us the minute we saw her. Yes. And we've had Quinn for almost 12 years. Yeah. Whereas, like you said, Rupert, we've had for, it'll be 10 years. Yeah. And he has a lot of anxiety because he almost has the same story as Chance. He like was, that separation. Yeah, he was abandoned. He, you know, he was found attached to a pole. On Christmas Day. On Christmas. It, like, it couldn't be written any any more tragic. Yeah. And he is now, like, the sweetest boy. Yeah. Like, we're not joking. He He loves us. Yeah. I mean, he gets a little cray-cray. Yeah. Whereas Quinn's kind of like, well, you guys can feed me now. And if you want to give me some rubs, that's great. If not, I don't want anything to do with you. <laughs> Rupert, on the other hand, adores us. Right. So we want to know, because obviously we're pet people. Yes. Tell us about your guys' pets. Throw it in the comments. Yeah. The hmm. comments of anywhere. Of anywhere. Throw it in the comments of the My Favorite Murder Podcast <laughs> Instagram post. <laughs> I love how you do that. Throw in the comments. <laughs> Uh, I kid. Uh, what was your cringiest liner moment? I mentioned it with uh with Sassy and her oh, yeah, little yeah, yeah. weight issues. What about you? When the old man finds Sassy after she they think she drowns Shadow and Chance because mm-hmm. she goes down the waterfall. Yes. And an old man who's bird watching finds her in the river. Well, she just looks like a because it is a fake cat, by the way, but she just looks like a ball of fur Mm -hmm. on the side of a riverbank all muddy and stuff and he picks it up and she meows a little bit and he's like oh you're alive and i'm like what did you think that was why would you just pick up a dead cat and hold it in his arms like it was a baby yeah (sighs) what were you gonna do with that cat man Uh, i mean this is a guy who lives in the middle of nowhere Mm -hmm. who knows who's gonna eat it maybe Uh, it was dinner yeah it was dinner but he nursed sassy back to life and you know, she was able to find the boys and continue on with the journey. Some might even say the incredible journey. Yeah, which I didn't know we were looking stuff up. And even on Disney Plus, this was a remake and I had no clue it was a remake. No clue whatsoever. It was a remake from a 1963 movie and mm-hmm. it was also a book, you said. Yes, based on a 1961 mm. book, The Incredible Journey. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, never... I'd never seen it, but it's on Disney Plus too. So yeah, also I... not not that there's yeah. a thing there, called Disney no, Plus. No, Disney too. started Disney Plus too to recoup all the money they're losing because of COVID. Oh. <laughs> what do they have on there? <laughs> Who knows? Did you have any additional notes you wanted to talk about? I don't know if this movie could be remade given PETA. Yes. I I don't think it could be. So I did look in some of the trivia and a lot of the scenes were done in very small cuts Mm -hmm. so that they could. And I thought it was a lot of the scenes like this movie didn't rely on CGI at all. Mm -mm. A lot of the scenes looked like the animals were actually going through like Sassy's going down the river. Yeah. I did read that actually they had a mechanical cat and a a dummy cat Mm -hmm. that... They had floating on the river, so it wasn't a real cat. Okay. And then the close-up scenes of her drowning was in a closed-off tub. Okay. So 
I think they said it might have been a hot tub, maybe. That would make sense because it kind of had like a rapid yeah. feel. So, so like, she wasn't in actual danger at all. But there were still some questionable things that they did to these animals. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mentioned the mountain lion, which obviously we know this is not real. But Chance and Shadow come up with a crazy scheme to get this mountain lion to chase them. And then Chance jumps down off of a rock. Kind of shadowing what they did to Sassy in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, and catapults a mountain lion off a cliff. Yes. Into water, but still. Yeah. There's a big bear who's like trying to get a fish from Chance. That you could tell was cut where the bear wasn't in the the same scene as as Chance, but the baby bears were definitely in the same scene as Chance because Mm -hmm. they showed them both on the screen at the same time and he was like barking at them and scared him away yeah so yeah there was just i mean it had to have been a lot of work to put this movie together and i'm glad that they didn't have like a lot of cgi and stuff um they did have like we did notice there was a they used a fake sassy head Mm -hmm. when chance licks her face in the morning when they wake up one one of the days they're in the woods yeah i'm guessing the real cat's like nah bro i don't want (laughs) to get near that dog i'm not volunteering for that yeah i i did want to point out that i felt like bob was really dropping the ball he's a new stepdad but when they get a call from kate and who tells them hey i fucked up yeah and your animals are missing yes bob was like well we can't go through the woods so we all miss them he, he said that and i'm like he he gave no fucks yeah. about then, those animals. But then the next scene, he does print up the Lost Flyers. And, yeah. But it just seemed like at first he was like, like, like maybe he was like, oh, great. Now we don't have to worry about the dogs ever again. That's great. And I kind of felt the same way at, at the end. Spoiler alert. The animals find their way home. Right. It's almost like they were homeward bound. I just took a drink of my beer. You're trying to make me spit it everywhere. So the first one to appear, Chance, comes in. They could hear him. Everybody's so happy. They hug him. Then about a minute later, Sassy comes up. Right. Everyone happy as hell to see Sassy. Why wouldn't they be? She's delightful. Then camera's on Peter and he's like, where's Shadow? And he has hope in his face for about three seconds. (laughs) And then he, about a minute, he totally gave up hope. And he's like, well, Shadow's not coming home. He's like, he's old. He's old. He looks so sad. And then, lo and behold, here comes Shadow limping up. Yes. I don't know how they did that. I I hope that the dog was just a really good actor and not, (laughs) let's damage this dog so he can limp. (laughs) God. Jeez, Peter, you gave up hope after one minute. Yeah. You're a shitty owner, kid. I loved some of the stuff like uh, when Chance at one point, and I did read in the trivia that the dog just accidentally did these things and they're like, we're going to keep in the movie because it kind of fits with this character. But Chance runs into a tree. <laughs> like it's like a, a thinner, newer tree. Yeah. But he runs into a pine tree. They actually add dialogue to make fun of him for it. Mm-hmm. And I read that that was just the dog accidentally running in the tree. And then there's when they see Sassy for the first time uh-huh. and they're running towards her in a field, he trips like yes. the dog trips and mm. he regains his composure. But 
they actually have like Michael J. Fox go, oh God. Like, uh, he like or, trips over his line. Yeah. yeah. It was uh, pretty well done. I also, just as a note, when Kate feeds them yeah. and Chance is so excited to eat, that is, just so you guys know, that is Rupert every oh morning God. when he eats his breakfast. If you don't feed him by 9 a.m., he'll like run into the office. And just whine. Yeah. And look at you and go, mm, yeah. mm, that boy loves his food. He does. Yes. I, I just, uh, he'd be the one that would be like eating the whole bag of food if he had access oh, to it. Oh, yeah. If we after left, like accidentally had a bag, like be those people that just leave the bag out. Yeah. We'd come home, there'd be no food. He'd eat 12 pounds in a day. For sure. He's a psycho. We love him. And he's an excellent producer. He really is. Very good. He wanted to do these movies. Mm-hmm. He's never seen them. <laughs> Very excited. They did. I, I did notice like Quinn and Rupert when we were watching this movie kind of perked up at certain points just from the random sound effects. Yeah. And yeah dog Quinn was, noises. Quinn got into it, which was a little weird because she just sleeps usually. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's like, true. Oh. Um, did you have anything else? I did not. Okay. We can move on. As always, it is award season here on Ruining Our Childhood. We give out two awards every week, the first of which is a valedictorian to the Nicolas Cage Online School for Bad Acting. Whom did you give your award to? So we kind of brushed on it, but there's a scene where they're in the forest. They find a little girl who supposedly has been lost. We don't know. Not It's not really covered. No. Maybe her parents left her in the woods because they were sick of her and then pretended to cry. With the search party. You know, it's been done. Anyway. <laughs> it's been done. <laughs> anyway, she's crying and they comfort her and and then they hear humans. So Shadow runs and finds the shirt search party mm-hmm. and guides them back to the child. And the park rangers that are there notice the dogs and they notice the flyer they got recently with the dogs. So the female park rangers like these are the last pets on the flyer and like that's literally how she sounded the way she said on the flyer yeah i immediately looked at you i was like what was that uh beautiful acting did you look up her name so we can um the actress's name is kit mcdonough and she's been in some things but not tons of things there's probably a reason (laughs) i'm sorry kit mcdonough if you're listening yeah sorry we should uh tag her when we post it she's probably like a 70 year old woman yeah you think she has instagram um she might that's true that's true uh who is yours i gave it to just a a person that pops up for about 10 seconds her name is peggy west and she plays jamie's teacher who when they find the dogs, the animal control had found them and sassy, they notify the family. So they go to school to get the kids. Yeah. And be like, they found the dogs and, and sassy. And this teacher is like, found who? And she puts her hand up like to her forehead like she's looking around. Acting 101. The worst acting you've ever seen. It was pretty bad. It was. And, and it looked, was like two seconds after the park ranger. Yeah. Because, so, yeah, you, I'm like, well, we both know who we're giving the valedictorian award to. And then she popped up and I was like, nope. 
That's, yeah. She was amazing. Uh, Do you want to move on? Yes. The next award is the Thomas J. Hanks Award for Exceptional Acting. Who did you give yours to? I gave my Thomas J. Hanks Award to Michael J. Fox. Oh, I was like, did I say it wrong? No, no. You emphasized Thomas J. I had to emphasize the J. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, He was just hilarious in this movie, and it's I know we're giving it to essentially just his voice. Right. But... He has a lot of funny lines where they're like running through the forest and he's like, there's 10 million trees I need to mark, but I'm running on empty. And he gets mad because Shadow calls him a genius. And he's like, no, I'm not. He's like, wait, what's a genius? (laughs) So like, I just pictured him as Rupert's inner monologue the whole time. Goofy and funny and crazy. Just silly. He was always my favorite as a kid because he did have the funnier lines and he was like the cool young pup Mm -hmm. but yeah he was he was good who did you give your award to i gave mine to shadow both the dog and the voice actor don imenche because he was just such a good boy he really was he was such a boy he um was the leader of the group Mm -hmm. and he's the one that set them on this journey because he felt like something had gone wrong and he he didn't think Peter would ever leave him, so he was really like depressed at first. It made me cry. Yeah, like the music paired with his old raspy voice, like oh my god. Yeah, Tear Factory. That was just hard because we we then immediately start talking about well when we go on vacation. Do you think they they wonder if we're coming back? Yeah. But we've only one time boarded our dogs. Yeah. Every other time, luckily they go. To our to my parents' house, or one of my friend's daughters will come over and babysit them yes. for a week while we go on vacation. So they're they we hope they don't have those thoughts. Yeah. But I'm like I can only imagine that there are animals that think that. Yeah. And it's so sad. But like it was so sad to see him defeated because he when they first uh, left him at the farm, he was like they're coming back. They're just gonna be gone for a second. And Chance, who's more defeated. Mm-hmm and jaded he was like nah bro they left us and <laughs> that's a, that was his exact line was nah bro <laughs> but he just i think he was obviously he was the leader and then he was a hero because he saved that little girl mm-hmm. he you know pushed them through the hard times and then he was really majestic yeah uh in some of those wilderness shots and he was, he was just such a good boy but he even had like a, he had such a connection with his owner, Peter, that when they uh, run away from the dog pound, because they don't, obviously they're dogs, they don't know that their owners are on the way to get them. They think, especially Chance, because he's been through it mm-hmm. before, they think that... This is doggy death row. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. And so they run away, but then at one point the car passes, they don't see it. But he's like, I feel like we should turn back, but maybe I'm wrong. And I'm like, no, turn back, (laughs) Shadow, turn back. And then the part where he falls in the mud pit. Oh, Oh my my. God. That was a hard one. He just gives up. And I'm like, you poor little boy. Yeah. Yeah. Just me crying. Picture me crying a whole lot. (laughs) (laughs) I know we didn't give her an award, but Sassy. Yes. Sally Fields was fantastic in this she was someone say sally field sally field she was delightful she was hilarious and just a lot of fun as well yeah the three animals really i i make this movie amazing i'm amazed i did look it up and to see if the animals were in any other movies and 
according to IMBD, they aren't. Oh. But I did see some trivia that they used. So the three dogs' names are Ben, Rattler, and Tiki. I'm guessing they're all passed away now just by time. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately. But they received star building, but Chance and Shadow are played by four different dogs. Oh, wow. And Sassy was played by 10 different cats. Holy crap. Yeah. So, and they, and like, you know how I noticed whenever Chance was in the water, he was a slightly different dog. Yeah. Because there were certain dogs that obviously had skill sets. Yeah. So I think that they had, especially in the water in certain parts, they probably had a different dog. Which is crazy because he also had some coloring to him. He had some spots and stuff. Yeah. And it kind of all matched up pretty well. I'm, I'm sure, I guess, like, they probably could do a little bit of makeup on an animal. But yeah, they were. I'm thinking what they did was if they needed to do like a close-up shot of his face, they did use the same dog. Mm-hmm. But for like ones where they're running and it's not super close, you could probably get away with doing a slightly different dog. For sure. Ki- kids aren't going to fucking notice. No. I didn't notice when I was a kid. Me neither. <laughs> I didn't really notice as an adult. <laughs> uh, I just noticed the one dog in the water because his eyes were a lot smaller and it, his m- face wasn't as wrinkly as the main chance mm-hmm. so did you have anything else you want to talk about or should we decide if this movie holds up i think we should decide what do you think i thought this movie was so much fun to watch again it still hit me in the heartstrings really not anything cringy or overly dated there was like i said just a computer yeah no offensive jokes it was just a lot of fun really good movie yeah i don't know if this movie could be really dated just because i'm like it's about animals and Mm -hmm. animals don't change yeah you know and their their connection to humans don't really change as far as dogs and cats Mm -hmm. so i think it's still a very watchable movie and i think kids would still enjoy it i i did read that this is one of the rare talking animal movies in which the animal's mouth doesn't move in sync with their lines Mm -hmm. and honestly that did a lot of favors for this movie because I'm thinking the CGI in 1993, would it would not look great. No, it would have been terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, they definitely made the right call. Yeah, knowing, sure. Like, you don't need to see their mouth move. And, no. No. You just show them. Yeah. And a lot of times they could get their expressions or if they were scared, they they were skittish. And, yeah. And they were really good dog actors. It's crazy because... We just watched a movie where it's three human actors voicing three pets for basically an hour and a half, and it was delightful. And last weekend, we watched a movie with Polly Shore and Daniel Baldwin, and it was... Sorry, Stephen. Sorry. Ashley immediately started shaking her head like, how dare you? Stephen Baldwin. And it was fucking terrible. It was. I really feel bad for anybody who's like, I still like Biodome. <laughs> Go watch it. It is not a good movie. Yeah, no. But I, I don't know if I answered it, but I also agree this movie does hold up Homeward Bound. It's still a good kids movie, and who doesn't love dogs? No. And a cat. Yeah. I keep saying that. And, and cat. Yes. Uh, Just a cute movie. Yeah, it was good. I yeah. want to go watch the sequel. We'll might have to do that. Will might. Will might. <laughs> we should tell you about next week's poll. Yeah. As always, I don't have it up already, so let's do that. <laughs> We're going to be doing Adam Sandler oh, yeah. Week. Did you choose one for your pick? I did. Okay. I did. What's yours? My pick is going to be, I believe, the 1994 classic Airheads. Ooh. 
with the B phrase. With the B phrase and the Stephen Buscemi's. Yeah. Yes. Um, my pick is Billy Madison. <laughs> it okay. Doesn't sound as exciting. Not as exciting. So that will be up on Wednesday if you're mm-hmm. listening to this on Tuesday. Or, and it will be up till Saturday, so go vote. Yeah, and we're going to get it up on Instagram on Friday. Correct. Yes. So definitely vote in those polls. And if you're not following us on social media, then what are you really doing with your life? <laughs> Maybe other things. Probably other <laughs> but, productive things. But get out there. Yeah, get your voice heard. Rock the vote. 1992 MTV. There's no voter suppression in our polls. <laughs> yes. We don't require a voter ID. You can just vote. I had to get political there for a second. We do not accept mail-in ballots, though. That just seems really complicated. It would be really long. You're going to waste the postage. Yeah. We do not. No, don't even worry about it, guys. Just go on Facebook. I guess mail-in vote could be email. Ooh. So we do accept it then, Ryan. (laughs) But we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, Go check out our website. Join the Runers Club. Get them bonus-odes. And uh, we will talk to you guys next week that is what we'll do okay bye okay bye